is my lekker om vir jou vanmorgen te groet in die naam van die Heere op hierdie koue wintersochend en dat ons nog steeds in grendeltijd is, is voor ons moeilijk, maar ons weet dat ons op hierdie mooie manier met mekaar kan bind. I greet you in the name of our Triune God this morning and I send to you warm welcome greetings although we cannot be with each other because of the lockdown situation, we can still connect via this video and I'm so fortunate that we have the privilege of all these technology. Mag die Heere by jou wees waar jy is vanmorgen. Mag hy vir jou sien met goedheid, met guns, met sy liefde in hierdie moeilike omstandighede waarin ons nou is. I greet you and I bless you in the name of the Triune God with blessings and with consolation from only the God that is with us, that we know. Amen. For me, it's a privilege this morning to speak to you on the topic of the resilience of our faith. Because if there is a time that we need resilience in our faith, it is now. We are in times of insurrection, of looting, of the government uh, 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 the, the having difficulties, experiencing difficulties in handling the pandemic as well as all the looting and the insurrections. Therefore, we as God's children need to go back to our role and our role is to depend on our God and to the faith of being resilient in our Lord Jesus Christ. Met alles wat gebeur het die afgelopen tyd en nog steeds bezig is om voor ons oor uit te speel van die plundering, die pandemie, die opstande, die onvermoe van die staat en die politie en die weermag en al hierdie dinge waarmee ons doenig het, het ons juist vanmorgen nodig om op die veerkrachtigheid van ons geloofstaat te maak. En dis dan ook die thema rondom ons saamwees vanmorgen. Hoe dat ons ons geloof ons in hierdie omstandighede help. En ons gaan lees uit Habakkuk hoofstuk 3 vanaf vers 17 tot 19. Kom ek lees vir ons hierdie gedeelte. Selfs al sal die feieboom nie bot nie en die wingerde sonder druive staan, al het die olijfoos oos mislik, en lever die landerije niks op nie. Al vergaan die klein vee in die veld, en is die beeskrale leeg. Toch, ten spuite van alles, sal ek my verblij in die Heere. Ek sal juig oor God, wat my verloos. Die oppermachtige Heere is my kracht. Hy maak my voete soos die van een ribbok. 
op hoe plekken laat hij mij veilig lopen. From Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19 we read Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines even though the olive olive crops fail and the fields lie empty and barren even though the flocks die in the field and the cattle barns are empty yet i will rejoice in the lord i will be joyful in the god of my salvation the sovereign god is my strength he makes me as sure-footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights here ends our scripture reading you know if we read this prophets uh, of habakkuk the prophet and his whole journey of faith it is very interesting that he came to teach us through the ages but also this morning he le- he he wants to teach us to pray in times of difficulty to say the smallest word but the biggest word of faith yet although yet as ons na habakkukse profesie luister vanmorgen dan wil hy vir ons een eenvoudige woordkie leer om in ons gebed in ons toegang tot God toe te gaan en dit is die woordkie nogtans in moeilike tye kom leer hy vir ons hierdie klein woordkie om ons geloof op so'n manier toe te pas wat vir ons gaan kracht en moed gee om in hierdie lewe aan te gaan so wat was die omstandighede van waar een uh, Habakkuk verkeer het toe hy vir ons hierdie klein gebedswoordkie kom leer het? Dit was een omstandighede van die ballingskap. Die volk was weggevoer in ballingskap. En ons allemaal ken die liekie van Bouni M wat sê by the rivers of Babylon there we sat down and we wept when we remember Zion. That was in die omstandighede. So the circumstances under which um, Habakkuk is trying to, to teach us how to pray and how to be resilient in our faith was difficult circ- circumstances. It was in the times of the exile. So what happened here is that King Nebuchadnezzar, he had three wars that he, he that he won against the Israelites, and now they were taken away. They were in Babylon, far from all their securities, and they were there by the rivers of Babylon, weeping. So that was. 
die hele situasie van ballingskap. Maar saam met die ballingskap was daar ander omstandighede, soos wat ons en ons omstandighede nou ook nie een enkele rede kan geef of um, een enkele rede die oorzaak is vir waardier ons en ons land Zuid-Afrika op die oomlik doorgaan nie, was daar verskillende vlakke van dinge wat verkeerd geloop het. En een van hierdie vlakke waarmee ek en jy ook nou vandag mee kan identificeer is swak leiderskap. Daar was hierdie swak leiderskap, want die koning Joachim, hy het swak besluiten gemaakt. Hy het Hy het op een stadium, het hy dele van die Bijbel kan ons sê, uitgeskeer en gesê, dit, dit is nie meer van toepassing op die volk nie. En toe, sy sien wat hom moes opvolg, was maar 18 jaar oud. En hy het ook geen leiderskap getoon nie. En toe, sy oom, wat na hom oorgeneem het, Zedika, hy was ook, swak leier. So, if we consider the reasons for the miserable situation of the people in the times of Habakkuk, there were few factors that contributed to this position of um, the terrible position that they were in. And it was, one of them was weak leadership. We know that the king, the king that uh, Joachim, he was useless. He didn't show any leadership in the circumstances uh, while they were uh, taken away into Babylon. And also his child failed miserably. And even the Zedekiah that also took over, he was also a bad leader. So we can uh, also admit that in our circumstances in our country at the moment, there's a lack of strong leadership. And therefore, I think that God is calling us his children, like he called Habakkuk, to come forward with the resilience of our faith, to be part of the solution of this beautiful country we are living in. One of the other reasons that also happened for this dismay that the, the people were in were the fact that the farmers struggled. And that's why he's using these uh, Metaphors all about farming. He says, although there will be no um, uh, fig trees with no blossoms, he says, although there will be any olive crops, although the fields will be empty and barren and the flocks of the fields, there were no cattle barns, everything is empty. Because the, the farmers weren't at their farms. They couldn't farm properly. And everything just went into decay. So, die boere wat gesukkel het, is ook nogal 
eine Situation, wo wir uns identifizieren können in unser heiliges Land. Die Bauern werden sickeln. Die Blasen werden gestroopt werden. Das droogt es. All diese Umstände was unerlichend an die moeilijke Umstände waren, die die Volk in die Zeit von Habakkuk gelebt hat. So was tun Habakkuk? Und das ist das ist die Eitnurachung von Eit hier die Prophezie von morgen von Eit hier die Text. Was tun Habakkuk? Er wurstelt mit die Jere. Er hat die er die Gewohnte gehabt, um auf die Staatsmeer zu gehen, eigentlich so auf ein Eitkeikspost. Und dann hat er nun gebet und mit die Jere gepraat und mit die Jere gewurstelt und mit mit seinen Gebieten fortgegangen. So what can we take from Habakkuk? What, what did he do? He wrestled with God. That is what he did. He wrestles with God. He sits and he weeps before God and he tells God and he says, How much longer, Lord? How much longer must this continue? I call for your help. I'm open for your direction. So das was was oh Habakkuk doen. Hij gaan pleit bij de Heer. Hij worstel met de Heer. Hij die gewoonte gehad om hier op die muur van Jeruzalem te gaan sit en te bid en met die Heer te praat. En dan beloof die Heer vir hom uitkoms. Maar die Heer sê nie soos 'n toverstaffie alles gaan regkom nie. Hij sê, dit is als gevolg van menselijke optreden dat die volk in hierdie situasie is. Maar hij beloofde, daar zal uitkomst komen. So the Lord hears the cry of Habakkuk. He listens to his pleading and then he assures him and he promises him that a solution will come. There will be an end to suffering. But the people must understand the reason why they are in this dire straits. Why they are in this predicament? Because they lost their moral compass. There is no morality anymore. And this is the reason they must turn back to God. So, as uns na hierdie belofte van die Heere kry, dan sê hy nie, dit gaan net soos die toverstafie opgewaai word nie, maar dit kan verbeter, as die mense weer morele richting kry. En daarom, kom Habakkuk, en dan sing hy hier die geloofslied, nog voor die oplossing gekom het, omdat hy weet, God is in beheer, en God gaan toelaat, dat daar herstel kom. So this is the promise to you and me this morning as well. This is the promise from Habakkuk that God will bring the solution. God will allow things to turn around. And therefore before that even starts, he gives us an example 
of a praise hymn to the God who will be there. So he sings in this wonderful hymn, although things are bad, whatever, whatever, yet, he says, what will he do? He says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. So two words for rejoicing, strong words of rejoicing, is being used. These words are rejoice and joyful because he knows the sovereign Lord is my strength. And then he uses a beautiful metaphor. He will take me up into the heights and I will tread there like sure-footed, just like a deer. Habakkuk sing, hy sê, ek juig in die Heere, want hy plaas my soos een rib op, op een hoogte. En dit is een mooie metafoor, want as jy op een hoogte is, dan kan jy ver sien. Dan het jy perspektief. En wat hy hier sê is, alhoewel die volk nog nie uit die situasie is nie, het hy hier perspektief. En wat is die perspektief? Die perspektief is dat Godse perspektief oor waardes en norme en terugkeer na hom toe in geloof. Is een sterker werkelijkheid as die ander perspektief van afbreek en vernietiging en van wegdraai van God. En in sy lied is hy dan dankbaar, want hy sê, hierdie nieuwe perspektief, die perspektief van heel woord, van geloof, en van God weeg swaarder, want God het dit beloof. So what Habakkuk is giving us here is two perspectives. He says, I'm on a height, I'm sure-footed, and I'm on a height, and I get perspective, and I can even see, even if it's not happening at the moment, that the perspective of the strength of God and the morality of God and the turn back to God is a perspective that weighs much more heavy than the perspective of breaking and turning away from God. So we can take that as a motivation of the resilience of our faith this morning. Although things are bad, although we struggle with a pandemic, Although we struggle with, with the insurrection of all the looting, of all the things that go bad, we know that if we as God's people come back to the perspective of our faith, and as we as God's people start living out the norms of our faith, the norms that we can build up again, that there can be safety again, that there can be unity, that there can be peace in this beautiful country. We start living that peace even if we do not see it now. So it is a perspective of faith. And God is calling 
all of his children in these circumstances to administer that type of faith. We must say, yet, although we see all these things happening, although things look bad, we can say, yet, my God of my salvation, of my strength, he is in control and I can follow him and I can start living according to his norms and according to his laws. And therefore, on a practical level, I can start rebuilding. And we have seen that already in, in KwaZulu-Natal and also in Gauteng. We see a lot of God's people come sweeping up, trying to mop up the bad things that happen. This is God's children. This is the resilience of the faith in the God of our salvation. So practically, what can we take from Habakkuk's prophecy? Firstly, we can struggle with God. We wrestle with him. Ons kan met God worstel. En ons moet, miskien is dit nou tyd dat God se kinders symbolies op die mure van Jerusalem gaan sit, op die mure van ons stad, oorals waar jy en ek is, dat ons met God worstel en sê, waar het dit verkeerd gegaan? Waar het ons ons morele kompas verloor? En wat kan ek doen as Godse kind om hierdie morele kompas terug te bring? And then, secondly, we wait. We wait on God, just like Habakkuk. He waited, and during this waiting period, he started to sing. Yet, although things are happening, yet I know. I know my Redeemer lives. I know that my God of my salvation is, has got the strength to give us, God's people, courage to rebuild to change things. We become the change agents of God in this, these difficult situations. So we start being obedient. So this what ons doen. Ons worstel met die Heere, ons wacht op sy antwoord, en dan doen ons gehoorsam wat die Heere vir ons sê. Wat roep die Heere ons, sy kinders, in hierdie Liebe, geliefde land Zuid-Afrika. Hij roept ons dat ons weer zijn morele kompas moet toepassen. Dat ons niet moet afbreken. Dat ons in eerlijkheid moet leven. Dat daar geen corruptie moet wees Zo so kan ons aangaan. En ons ken al Godse, die, die wil in Godse hart. Hoe hij wil hee, mense moet leven. En dan, Terwijl ons dit doen, dan sê ons, nogtans, nogtans prijs ons die God wat vir ons kracht gee. So ons sien die grootheid van die Heere in hierdie situasie ook raak. Ons raak nie moedeloos nie, want ons geloof raak veerkrachtig. Soos die volk in die Babylonische ballingskap kom opstaan, kan ons ook weer opstaan. The resilience of our faith calls us 
to concentrate on the power of God, the greatness of our God. And then we start looking at the things that God is already doing, the change that has already come in people's minds. Then we go and we, in the communities where we live, we work together, we take hands, and we know that even though things are bad, when God's people stand together, when we administer our faith, things will change. And we can thank God that he puts us on a, on a height this morning, a height of our faith, so that we can have perspective and that we can live in the confidence and the trust of the strength of our Lord and Savior. So this is what God is calling us. He's calling us to, to be resilient in our faith through these difficult times. Are you and I, are we prepared to do that? Hier is ons uitnodiging, lieve broer en sister, om die grootheid van God raak te sien, om achter te kom wat God al reeds bezig is om te doen, om, soos Habakkuk te kan sê, nogtans, nogtans vertrou ek op die kracht en die sterkte van God, wat my rots is, wat my op een hoë plek sit, wat vir my as sy kind help om perspektief te, se, te sien, en nie in sak en as te gaan sit nie. En dit is Godse uitnodiging vir jou en vir my. So, ek wil hee dat ons vandag moet luister na lied, en miskien moet ek en jy dit juist ook in ons gemoed saam sing. En hierdie lied is die lied, We Shall Overcome. Let us listen to this beautiful hymn. The hymn is a Negro spiritual and the, the, the melody evolved from the 1700s from a beautiful Christmas hymn of the Roman Catholic Church and it was called O Sanctissima O Holy One. Ons in Afrikaans ken hierdie lied oor die vrolike, oor die salige. So hierdie lied, uh, We Shall Overcome, sy wortels kom daar vanaan af, so dit kom al lang dier die eeuwe. En toe is hierdie lied so in die 1860s ook aangepas van een ander negro spiritual, wat genoem was No More Auction Block. So this this Negro spiritual that we are going to listen to, We Shall Overcome, comes a long way through the centuries and it evolved because it was taken up every time in times of difficulties. And then it was also became very popular with the civil rights movement, especially in America. And people like Bob Dylan and Pete Seeger he, they used this song as a motivation that things can change. 
and that God's people can overcome all difficulties. So, let us reinterpret that specific song this morning as we all sing it together, that in South Africa here today, we can overcome. The, the lyrics of this beautiful hymn tells us of beautiful things that we can overcome because deep in our hearts we believe that we have this perspective of a new dawn that God can change things that we can stand together hand in hand that we will live in peace that we are not afraid that we live in the victory of God already in our lives. So let us listen to this hymn as we sing it together and then I will pray together with all of us. But first, let us sing this song together. We shall overcome.
before you this morning. We wait on you for answers. But thank you for teaching us to say yet this morning. Thank you that we can be obedient to do the right things with the hope that we shall overcome. That we know deep in the hearts where our faith of resilience lies. We do believe that you will rectify everything that is wrong in us first, but then also in our country. We give you the victory, we give you the honor, and we give you the glory. Jemelse Vader, soos wat ons in hierdie land as gelovig is op die wag en ons worstel, weet ons dat ons u nou al vooruit kan loof en sê, ons weet, daar sal verandering kom. Omdat in die diepte van ons harte waar ons geloof met veerkrachtigheid werk, daar weet ons, u sal nieuwe waardes in ons leven bring. Help ons om op te bou en nie af te breek nie. Help ons om nooit bang te wees nie. Help ons om in vryheid, kommervry, te lewe in hierdie mooie land wat u vir ons gegeet. Ons loof en prijs, u naam alleen. Amen. En nou, liewe kind van God, weet dat jy geseend is, dat die Heere jou sal oppas, dat hy altyd by jou sal wees, en dat hy die nieuwe sal bring op sy tyd, en dat jou en my geloof sal staande bly. Know, child of God, that God is with you, that you are resilient, that God will protect you, that the God of your strength and your salvation shall always be with you. Amen. <laughs>